When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the GC Live post game show, everyone, presented by Clint Hammond in the Mortgage Network. South Carolina losing today in Arkansas. Disappointing loss, 44 to 30. They showed some fight there, especially in the second half. We will get into that in just a little bit. And more importantly, we'll hear from you guys as well. Put that number up there for in case you, you forgot it. But I uh, just want to introduce our co host. He'll be Hopping on with us throughout the season, as well as Michael Skarnecchia. This week, we have former Gamecock quarterback Perry Orth. Perry, good to have you on, buddy. Mike, thanks for having me on, as always. Um, tough, tough game today. Um, but the guys battled. Um, they never stopped playing, which was awesome. And, uh, you know, it's, that's a tough place to play. Arkansas, they are a really good football team. Ultra-physical Um you know, you kind of knew what you're going to get going into the game with that type of uh, physicality. Um, unfortunately, just, you know, didn't work out for the Gamecocks today. And if you guys don't want to call in, that's all right. Joe, I know we have some people calling in. Uh, this is uh, intern Joe working in the back today. Intern Joe, we will get to Joe in just a little bit, Joe. So if uh, people are calling in, keep them on hold for a second um, and then we'll release the hounds. But Kind of just want to get some initial thoughts from you. And then again, if you guys want to send comments and don't want to be on the phone, that's all right. We'll have them pop up throughout the show. Um, and I know we're not always going to agree on things like Tommy. O-line sucks. Play calling sucks. Where do you go from here? I, I want to pick up with that, Perry. Okay. And you tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. If I'm be if, I, if I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, you let me know. I don't think the O-line outside of the first quarter, I don't think the O-line was the issue today. I think the O-line looked good in terms of progression from week one to week two. Yeah. Certainly areas where the offense can grow, Mm -hmm. but in terms of just trying to find the timing right between Rattler and the offensive line, when to get out of the pocket, when to step up in the pocket, did he miss a couple of deep passes? Certainly. But I felt like the offense was more in sync overall in comparison to week one. I agree. I think that we did a lot of good things. We got off to, um, I wouldn't say a slow start scoring. We did, but I mean, first drive of the game, we went right down the field um, I love the five wide, and I'll tell you um, – here, pitiful performance, this is hilarious. Um, I'll tell you that, um, you know, overall, I didn't think that play calling was bad today. I actually thought it was pretty good. I love the five wide. I think it gave Rattler an opportunity to really air it out. Um, you know, everybody's going to blame the O-line here at the end because he got sacked on the last play. So that's the only thing that everybody remembers. But we have to go back and, um, you know, understand that – um, overall, um, you know, you, you take away, you know, it's a 44-30 finish. You take away the interception in the end zone and you take away Marshawn Lloyd's um, fumble. I mean, guys, we're right there. I mean, defense bowed up a little bit. We, you know, we struggled in the run game, but, you know, Arkansas runs the ball well on everybody that, that they play. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for our guys. And obviously I want to give a fair assessment of the performance, but at the same time, you know, we also need to understand that, um, you know, that's a good football team um, that we lost to today. And we'll get better. They'll learn from it. They'll grow. Um, 
I love the way that Rattler throws the ball down the field. I mean, being a quarterback, I'd love to see a little bit more of that. Um, but I'll tell you right now, we got we're going to have to find a way to run the football better. Um, a couple times we ran counters. I'm, you know, I've, I've been vocal about this. Me personally, from an offensive standpoint, I'm more of a gap scheme than a, a zone guy. Um, I thought that we ran our counters really well. We ran the power out of the, uh, you know, the 10 personnel with no tight ends. I thought we ran that really well. Um, I think we did some things good, but we have to, uh, we have to run it more consistently um, if we want to kind of get in some of these games that, uh, that we played today. Cause the reality is, is that Kentucky's on that, that they're not that much different, right? They don't have the, dual threat nature of running the quarterback, but when it comes to running the football, physical brand of football, tough defense, mm -hmm. you know, Kentucky's the East version of Arkansas. And if we, you know, if we don't, if, if, if we don't make the adjustments that we need to um, Kentucky, we'll have a, we'll, we'll have a struggle with them as well. We're going to go out to the phone lines. Uh, Joe, you can yeah. release the hounds. We have uh, – he's he's identifying himself as 843-TJ. TJ, you're on the uh, GC Live postgame show with Mike Cuban, Perry Orth. Intern Joe, unmute the mic, buddy. <laughs> TJ, you there? What is that? TJ, you're on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand how we can uh, attack, uh, go into a game with a game plan of not giving the ball to running backs. Um, we say we believe in the offensive line. We trust the offensive line. They can fix things. And the offensive line held their own. But at no point in time did we actually, in the first quarter, did we give the ball to a running back. Once we did, we started to move the ball. That's not an issue on talent. That's not an issue on practice. That's solely an issue with the play calling that we are currently getting. It is completely unacceptable for a running back in college football. I don't think anybody who's watched football can tell me a game where you have seen a running back not get a carry in the first quarter of the game. That's completely unacceptable, and Beamer has got to address this and do something about it today. Before we get back to the Columbia, something needs to be decided. Like, hey, if that needs to play calls taken away from him, take it away from him. But we cannot waste this opportunity we have to build this program at this moment when it's so critical and we're not running the ball with running backs. That's a complete embarrassment as a former offensive lineman. I am disgraced at what I just saw in that first quarter. That set the tone for the entire game. That wore the defense out. That's well, TJ, on that. TJ, I appreciate that. Thank you for calling in. Again, if you guys want to join the program, you can. We're going to do our best to make sure we get as many people as we can to call uh, to, to be able to, to get on this program. That number is 803-567-3796. Again, 803-567-3796. And bear with us as we try to juggle as many people that we can onto the program, as well as uh, having Perry Orth here. So, uh, intern Joe, good job, buddy. Um, yeah. There you go, intern Joe. So, Perry, just your overall thoughts from TJ there uh, on just uh, some of the things that he brought up. Um, yeah, I think that 
I think that, you know, in a, in a sense that he is, um, he is accurate um, that, you know, you want to try to establish a run game early in the game. Um, but uh, yeah, I think going into the, into the game today that we had some, uh, you know, thoughts of, Hey, this is a big physical defensive line. And uh, you know, we're going to have to throw the football to win. Now, you, you know, he's right. You have to establish some type of run game for balance. Um, but it's really a hit or miss. And the example that I'll give is like, obviously I'm a quarterback. I want to throw the football and now I'm having the opportunity to call some plays at the high school level. And we had a game where we threw it nine times. Right. Um, of course I hated doing that, but we had to do what was working. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. You, you have to establish the line of scrimmage. And I don't think that's um, any new news um, to anybody, especially not our coaching staff. Um, you know, as far as making a decision on who the play caller is and isn't, isn't on, you know, on the plane ride back home to Columbia, that won't happen, especially this, this early in the season. But um, yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of frustration as there is each week after a loss. Um, but we, we've got to, you, you got to look at the big picture of things, but I, I, I do agree. You know, we, we do need to run the ball more effectively because, you know, the other thing that I was noticing and looked up at half and it wasn't, that dramatic and I haven't looked at the the final stats yet but the um you know if you 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 look at the time of possession for the game today Mm -hmm. Arkansas had to have won I I need to go and look and see what that looks like um but uh but yeah I'll I'll need to go back and check but I know it was one-sided and that that can't happen especially the way that they can hold the ball we have to do time possession yeah Non possession, uh, just around, you know, give or take with some of the seconds there. 34 minutes for Arkansas, 25 for South Carolina. And I felt like some of that is even a little misleading because it felt like it was more some of those short fielded field, situ- uh, field situations, right? Those possessions for Arkansas, mm-hmm. whether it be the fumble with uh, Marshawn Lloyd, whether it be, you know, situations like the safety at the end. I know some people will argue that. Um, but the and then, then again, you know, South Carolina had – opportunities to build that stat up so you know going back yep. to your point no I, I agree with you completely Perry don't we'll, we'll get we'll back get back to that in a second because okay. we have another caller on the line gonna add on in intern Joe in the back room and uh, Alex you're on uh, GC live post game show what's up guys uh back again Mike from uh, Sao Paulo Brazil <laughs> love that so <laughs> but um yeah um I I I really liked what uh, what Perry had to say, um, and I think he and actually Dan Orlovsky when he was making the call on the game, like it was clear he didn't expect us to win, but he was calling out that they didn't play that bad. They really didn't, um, especially with Rattler. It was much improved. Even the interception in the end zone, even that stinks always, but it was a fifty fifty ball for a bigger receiver, and it didn't work out. You know, uh, uh, Marshawn got hit. Uh, right on the ball of the helmet. Uh, they, the guys hit the ball right on the helmet and popped it out. That's unfortunate, but yeah, and we got to get better at the run game. But I mean, I saw a lot of positives. I mean, and they and they continue to fight just like last year. So it's not like Beamers lost the locker room or anything like that. I, I think they're going to improve. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's a tough schedule. We're not going to probably not going to win next week. You know, it'd be a miracle. It'd be great, but we got to be realistic and you know let the guys improve. I appreciate it. Um, And thank you again, intern Joe, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, (laughs) Very tough matchup next week against Georgia. Yeah. What what, what do you – so so here's the thing, right? 
you're going to be playing most likely, in my opinion, most likely the number one team in the country. Alabama escapes today in Austin, beat Texas. But I feel like, you know, Georgia, I mean, they got to play Sanford. They shouldn't have an issue with that. If that game gets played on time, the game is supposed to start right now. You know, they had some bad weather in that area in Athens. But anyway, the point being is this. You have Georgia coming here next week, whether they're ranked one, whether they're ranked two. What can you build on from today? What did you see today that makes you say, okay, not necessarily saying South Carolina is going to beat the Bulldogs next week, but in terms of being able to compete against them so that it's not as bad as, as some of the doom and gloom crowd feels like now. And I'm not saying everyone feels that way, but the ones that feel like, all right, here we go again, and I get it, okay? This is only my seventh season covering the Gamecocks. Where's the guy that we just pulled up right here? Where is he? Cheryl, uh, girl, excuse me, Cheryl saying, you know, still love the Gamecocks. 1978, I started as a freshman. You guys know this a hell of a lot better than I do. I get it. I totally get it. I, I'm never going to know what that experience is like. I'm not a Gamecock fan. I just cover the team. So I say all that because I want to be able to give you guys something positive. And I do feel like there were positive steps made today. Oh, yeah, dude. There was tons of positive steps. And look, I said this in my preseason picks, Perry. I had this team starting the year off one and two. I think a lot of people, realistically, realistically, I think some maybe thought, okay, maybe they can go sneak a win out in Arkansas. It's an early game. Maybe Arkansas sleepwalking early. That wasn't the case. South Carolina was sleepwalking early, and then they were able to figure things out. 11 a.m. local time kickoff. That will do that to you. But I, I do feel like there are some good things, though, that even going into Georgia next week, even if they don't win that game, I feel like we did see that improvement in certain areas that you were hoping for from week one to week two. Yeah, I'll tell you right now what I was impressed with was the passing game. I loved watching Rattler drop back and throw the ball down the field. I mean, right there, it was 21 to 16 with five minutes left in the second half. Yep. Five minutes left in the third quarter. I mean, we, it, we were right there. We needed another stop, right? We, we didn't get the stop when we needed it. Um, and then we had the turnover and then they went down and scored again. And it was just the, 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 the plays compounded on one another that we, we didn't, um, that we, we didn't need. Right. Um, it's hard. You, you sit there and you think hindsight, you know, it is 2020, you know, but we can't, we can't have turnovers like that in the middle of, um, a crucial, crucial situation. I mean, at South Carolina, 90% of your games, maybe not 90%, you know, basically all of your conference games, the turn, the, the turnover battle and just the margin of error is so thin. You can't have plays to, um, to cost you, really cost you games like that. I thought that Arkansas almost had one where they dropped that, what could have been a touchdown in the middle of the third quarter. Um, fortunately, they were able to rebound and we were on the short end of the stick, but we did a lot of good things. I thought that when we did run our counters in the run game, it looked better. The pass pro was better. Uh, we threw the ball down the field better. I thought that at times that on defense, you know, we gave up a lot of yards, but we really did bow up. But after you take a beating like that all game, eventually you're going to break. And, um, you know, again, a couple of those turnovers, uh, maybe a few uh, drives that hurt us that stalled out about midfield really hurt us as well. I'm not exactly sure what went wrong with those, but, um, overall, I don't, I don't think it was a poor performance. Like you said, Mike, you, you looked at the season and we're assuming that we were going to have a one and two start, but that doesn't mean you still can't go out and beat 
you know, you can't go out and, uh, and beat Kentucky and Missouri right. and Vanderbilt and Florida and Tennessee and all those schools and Clemson and all those schools are still out in front and of y'all. Be able and still be able. Look, again, if you've been following my work over at Gamecock Central, you haven't. I'll throw it back out here on the table. Yeah. I had South Carolina starting the year one and two. I had mm-hmm. South Carolina winning eight games in the regular season. I still feel that way. And the reason yeah. being is, and you know much better than I do, Perry, I feel like, yes, you do have the same offensive coordinator back, which, oh, by the way, first time in three, four seasons that South Carolina retained the same OC from the previous year. That's huge, not just for an offensive line standpoint across the board. But at the same time, too, you do have a new quarterback. He's going to be yeah. figuring things out. The timing situation, not just timing, like I said in, in the piece on GC with Quickslance, not just timing from a QB to receiver standpoint or yeah. tight end, but a timing in terms of that pocket and just being able to trust your offensive line and feel this out and that. Um, I do want to bring up a couple things, Perry. We're getting a couple questions in. Ryan brings up the injury report. We will have the injury report on Gamecock Central. Um, Shane Beamer, I believe, is speaking – I'll double check with uh, Joe and if he can give a, a gives a give a, a, a thumbs up or not. Um, if you see some tweets, Joe, if if Beamer I believe is meeting with the media as we speak right now. Um, if there are any notable ones, I don't think there's anything going to be crazy in terms of like I'm making this up like with Cam Smith, right? I don't think we're going to find out anything major. Um, and you hope maybe that's just you know for a guy like Cam Smith and some of these guys that if you do hear anything right now, that's good news. So if we do have that information for you, we will provide that uh, throughout the show. So that just hits on that point. I do want to go back to this though, Perry, sliding up a little bit. You know, Rick, mm-hmm. you know, WTF, uh, we, we, where's, where's Josh Van? Um, someone else, where's Van and DK? I'm going to start off saying it this way, okay? Because we know how talented Josh Van is. We know mm-hmm. what to carry on Joyner did in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. I get that. I want to start off by saying this, though. Antoine Wells Jr., nine receptions, 193 yards and a touchdown. There were some people, there were some people, and they live in this bubble. They live in this freaking bubble where <laughs> if you don't start off in the SEC, oh, you're not going to be able to do well here. You know, it's different in the SEC. Look, I've brought this guy's name up a million times, and I'll continue to. Carlin's Patel, friggin' Division Two kid, D two kid, starts the final uh, six, seven games at Nickel. He's with the Steelers now. If you're good enough, it will show. Yeah, he did that right. today. He did that today. So because of that, because of that, the ball can only go around X amount of time. Why Josh Van didn't have a reception today? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I will say this though, Perry, when you look at the offense. Nine receptions for Wells. What I do yeah. love, what I do love is Marshawn Lloyd getting getting involved in the passing game. Obviously, a lot of it was screen passes and you know, yep. just swing passes, six catches, 72 yards. Austin Stogner, five catches, 68. And then we've also seen Jalen Brooks in the mix there. Had a very good game last week, two catches, 29. I, I, I do there was a couple plays, right? You saw with the Marion uh Marion Brown. You saw some other deep passes where Rattler was a little off. What's just your overall sense of just what you're seeing from the passing game, Perry? Especially when you're a new quarterback, you're feeling things out, some of those deep passes. Like how long does it usually take to be able to get on the same page with that? And do you put a lot of stock in the fact that Josh Van, a guy that was on some preseason SEC teams going into this year, didn't have a reception today? Yeah, I think, you know, speaking on the Van topic, I don't think that having Josh Van more involved – in the game plan changes the outcome of today. 
I think that, you know, you look at Juice Wells, I mean, nine catches, 193 yards and a touchdown average and 21 yards of catch. I mean, that's explosive. Those are all – every catch is an explosive play. It doesn't get any better than that. From the past game, we protected better than week one. I said it this past week when I was on the radio that Georgia State was throwing some funky stuff at us. Game one, you have all offseason to prepare. You knew Coach Elliott was going to, you know, throw the cart and horse at us. Um, really, thought, I really did. I thought we protected better. I thought Rattler threw the ball down the field well. I mean, we scored 30 points. You know, we, we, we just could not stop the run, and we couldn't run it consistently enough to sustain longer drives to keep the time of possession more balanced. Um, and when that happens and you continue to give – teams like Arkansas the ball that are just going to grind away at you and the way their offense is built they're running 11 on 11 every time running the quarterback as much as they do I'm going to pull up their stats and see KJ Jefferson 19 carries three and a half yards well if you run it three and a half yards every play you're going to get a first down after three downs um so just the ground and pound they're running back um Sanders 156 yards like that's the stuff that we got to snip that in the butt early mm-hmm. um, to not let them get so fired up and confident in the run game. Um, but then again, I mean, five minutes left in the third quarter in 21-16 game where we had the ball, right? Um, and unfortunately, we got stopped. So um, we were right there, right there in a hostile environment. You could just tell on TV the place was electric and, um, you know, in those those tight margin games, you got to find a way to get a W. Barry, just a reminder for everyone that is listening right now, we have people listening all over the place. Um, we're going to do our best to be able to pop up some of these comments on the side. Some of them, hey, look, let it out. If you're not happy, let it out. Uh, we don't all have to hold hands, sing kumbaya, and get along here. That's all right. Um, yep. You know, like Travis says, you know, Mike, it's not all doom and gloom. It's more of why can't the offense put together a successful game plan? Again, in this, look, you want to look at it as an excuse, look at it as an excuse. I said this before the season even started. I felt like it was going to probably take until the fourth week just because of how difficult the schedule was early on. You know, just the fact that you have – just because you have a guy like Spencer Rattler who has a lot of talent, and maybe there's some people in Columbia right now that don't feel that way, but there's a lot of people on the outside that certainly don't feel that way. Why? Because they're not watching the games. They're just looking at the, the box score. They're looking at the statistics. They might see a highlight or two. They don't see the full story. What I'm telling you is it's going to take some time with this offense. But at the same time, too, when you look at week one to week two, because they finally they finally had some tape to be able to go back and they were able to watch someone else other than seeing Gamecocks on the other side, guys that during preseason camp, you know every strength and weakness. So at some point – you're, you need to be able to see someone else. Yeah. It's going to it, – it showed today. Yeah. From score standpoint, it might not seem that way. Um, certainly 30 points, good. You know, I mean, it's been what? I think 2015 is the last time South Carolina averaged 30 points in a season. So the point being is the offense, they did their job today. It was a little slow early on. I get that. And maybe you could say towards the end, you know, some of that Arkansas playing some prevent defense, they took advantage, whatever. But the bottom line is – there were, there were a lot of pros that came out of today. Um, I, I, I do I do think, though, I do think, though, if Georgia next week, right, again, I don't have them beating Georgia. I didn't have them beating Georgia before the season. I didn't have them beating Georgia before today. You need to show that you're still making progress, Perry, right? I think some people look – some people will look at next week. If they lose, they're going to get pissed off. It's just fandoms, and I, and I get that. 
But I do think there's going to be a lot of people that look at it next week. And if South Carolina is able to show whether it be consistency in terms of what they've done from week one to week two to week three and show that progress, I think a lot of people are going to look and say, hey, okay, the results might not. And I'm not saying that they're automatically going to lose. It's going to be a tough game next week. Again, yeah. whether they're ranked number one, number two coming into Columbia, it's going to be a tough game. Yep. Look for progress. You know, yeah, you're, you're nailing on the head, Mike. That That's exactly what you have to have and we have to see is that if we progress every game, Georgia, is it UNC Charlotte and then South Carolina State? Yep. So now you got that game plus two more. Then you go play Kentucky. Now you're kind of getting into the rhythm of the season where you're three and two heading into Kentucky. Every year we play K- Kentucky is – it's a turning point in our season. We can either go down one path with a W and kind of start building some confidence, playing an A&M team, which in my opinion is highly overrated. Um, or, um, you know, you could lay, you know, lay a goose egg against Kentucky and then the snowball effect, you know, don't hit the panic button in week two. You know, as a fan, if we go out in Kentucky and, and we're still seeing the same things, then, then I, I can justify um, people – being you know grossly upset now nobody's happy after you lose nobody wants to hear mike what we're saying but um it's just the nature of it listen i i think for me because i've played for so long and i've been around the game for so long and now i'm still in the game today i try to look at things from more of a holistic view than just an in the moment you know when we win games i don't hop on the the bandwagon of like we're winning the sec or the national title and we lose games. I'm not like fire the staff, fire the OC, everybody <laughs> burn the ship and let's quit. Right. You got to have to find a medium in the way you look at it. And so from a foot looking at a football view, um, I think, you know, we have to get better in the run game. I think that doing some of those more down, down and around blocks, I, they just, they've, they've worked for us in our past at Carolina. They've worked, Last year, they've worked today. I think seeing some more, some more of that. I think that we'll, when we got down 21-3, we decided that we were going to try to start throwing it to, to, to hurry up and scrape back into the game. Because at that time, if everyone recalls, at 21-3, we had shown zero signs of stopping their run game, mm-hmm. right? So it was like, man, we, we, we can't afford to run the ball and, and get stopped again and um, – and, and and just kind of go through the game that way because then what if we go and get stopped? Then it's 28 to 3. Um, fortunately, that didn't happen, but I think you, you're picking up the, the point I'm trying to make. And so yeah. you gotta look at you gotta look at the big picture of the the flow of the game instead of you know, you sit here and we lose and we go back and we're like Marshawn Lloyd fumbled, Rattler suck. Like that's not the case. Rattler, Rattler you can tell like he's an elite quarterback just by the way his poise and the way that he commands a huddle. And the way that he throws the football down the field, the dude can play flat out play. What have you what have you what have you seen from him? Because there's certain things that right fans, us in the media, we look at it. Yeah. You want to look at the box score. You want to look at, okay, is this a completion? Is this an incompletion? Is he, you know, how's how but what do you what are you noticing as a former quarterback, as a former SEC quarterback? Yeah. Well, I think that he's poised. Um I think that he's extremely poised in everything that he does. Even when he's under pressure, he looks under control. Um, you can tell when he sees that first read open 
he really plants his back foot and his throw and rips the football. It's, it's really impressive to watch. I think he understands the game as far as where to put the ball, you know, whether it's a deep ball or he, he'll purposely underthrow a ball like we saw a couple times today to Juice Williams so he can stop and come back and make a catch. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, he did miss a couple of those deep post routes. But the second one, I mean, he missed by a stride. And, you know, that's going to happen. I think the same um, – not complaint – the same uh, same things that had gotten him in trouble at Oklahoma have happened um, this year of, of turning the ball over. So, you, you know, I get it. You know, I'm putting a lot on the kid right now. He had to go make a play. So he chunks one up into the end zone, and unfortunately the defender was right in the way um, and picked the ball off. So limiting throws like that um, are going to be really helpful. And for him – you know, quarterback's best friend is, is a great run game. So we, you know, we do need to figure that out. Um, and I, I have confidence that we will because we did last year and every team is different and every scheme is different. And you you have to tailor your scheme based off the personnel that you have, you know, some, some bright spots today. I know Marshawn Lloyd fumbled, but I mean, he looked phenomenal running football when he was, he, he, he looked oh, yeah. great with the ball in his hand. He's not thinking about that knee anymore out in space. I mean, he looks, we have playmakers and we scored 30 points today and yeah, they were playing prevent. Well, it doesn't matter. It's still a football game. We're still going down the field and scoring points. We, we just have to um, get a little bit more consistent as far as um, rushing the football. Now, listen, going into the game, they might've said like, Hey, this is a really good defensive line. I don't know if we're going to be able to get the push that we need or want. So Let's uh, let's air it out this week. And that could have easily been the case. And you look at a couple of plays here and there early in the game, it's a different ball game. Um, just unfortunate we did. We came out on the short end of the stick. We're going to go to the phone calls in just another minute. Uh, we've got another Joe. Joe is joining us. Intern Joe passing the mic off to another Joe. Joe, you are on GC Live post game show. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, just real quick, with Spencer Rattler, it looks like the, the guy can really push the ball down the field. Um, but obviously, uh, I know uh, Arkansas, their defense, man, I know they're just, you know, they were were uber aggressive. My, my, my point is, do you think that South Carolina will try to make it to where they can push the ball down the field, you know, even more than what they did during this game? I just – it just seems like, you know, that that's the best way to use him. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts. I, I feel like Beamer's a good coach, man. I, I, it's going to take some time, but I, I just hope that they can take advantage of the guy because he does have a rocking arm. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Joe. And thank you, intern Joe, for doing what you're doing behind the scenes, brother. Um, what's, your, what's, your, what's your overall thoughts on that, though, with Rattler? Yeah, I agree. I think I love I love watching the guy throw the ball down the field. And Perry, let me let me cut you off though, because I want to I want to kind of tag this into it because we're seeing a lot of questions about Satterfield. Satterfield didn't lose the game today in no. South Carolina. Okay, no heck no. Now there's things you might not necessarily agree with the offensive play calling. I get that. Okay, that's fine. But at the same time, too, I felt like South Carolina when they did execute, you could see what he's trying to do. So I, I say that kind of tying in Satterfield a little bit, Perry and blending that in with Rattler. What what do you think South Carolina has done that is putting Rattler in a good spot? Maybe the execution's just not there, and people just aren't seeing it because they want the results. Is there anything in particular that you're seeing that they're doing, and it's it just like, okay, if that starts clicking, 
man, that that could really be something that South Carolina could go back and and just have a lot of success with. Yeah, I, I like the uh, and it wasn't hurry up. It wasn't like a rush down the field and get on the ball and start launching it down the field. But there was a little bit of a tempo and a rhythm after he would get a completion. It was like you, you get a ten yard completion, get on the ball call the next pass play and kind of keep it rolling a little bit, right? Once you start getting into a rhythm, he really seems to to throw it well and throw it with confidence when that first attempt is completed, whether it's a 25-yard gain or a five-yard gain. There's just something mm-hmm. about it that, you know, then when we come in second and short, like I still feel that those mid-second down calls, um, you know, the the running game, it's just – we got to get to third and two or third and one and not third and four, third and five from getting a no yard gain, right? Zero yard gain. So a couple of those got to, you know, we got to clean up, but you know, talking on Rattler specifically, once he starts kind of flowing, man, he he's, he's a special talent. That's for sure. Um, I just hope that uh, I hope that we can find a bit more of a routine and rhythm in the run game, but then also too, man, you, the quarterback position and Rattler itself, like I said, you got to look holistically. Arkansas at that time is just going down the field, scoring, holding the ball. And it's hard when you, in real time, not game time, you're sitting on a bench for 10, 12, maybe even 15 minutes, not really doing anything, just kind of like, oh, well, another first down. I guess I'll sit here some more. It's hard to get into a flow of the game versus like, okay, I'm out there, I'm playing hard. Two or three minutes later, I'm back there out there playing hard. Got to yep. find a way to get those stops. On you know, we had a couple times where we did, but those third and shorts got to get off the field. Um, we got to get the offense back out there. We got to limit the, the the possessions of the other team. That's something that I'd like to to look at the possession comparison, and it might be equal, but I know it seemed maybe just time of possession wise, it just seemed like that oh, they yeah, had least- of a lot more than we did. They did. They certainly did. And uh, Joe's going to hop on here because we got Corey on the line. Corey, you're on the GC Live postgame show. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Good. How are you doing, Corey? I'm doing well. Actually, I'm here in Arkansas. I'm an Arkansas fan, actually. But I just want to let y'all know, like, South Carolina, I think, is a great team. Uh, and, I mean, I really don't think y'all are that far away, to be honest with you. I mean, if you look at Arkansas secondary, there's some questions there. But I think sometimes people forget that the goal is, I mean, for us is to be consistently as good as Alabama. Maybe for you, it's maybe the same or to be consistently good as Georgia. So the long-term goal for neither team has been achieved. I, I just don't want people to forget that when, when we're going through these growing steps. Corey, can I ask you something just as a, as an Arkansas fan, as an outsider, just your yeah. overall thoughts, be honest. I mean, this is, this is a circle of trust, all right? Circle of trust here. Sure. Overall, overall thoughts on Rattler before going into today. Maybe you thought, okay, this or that about him, and then what you saw. I mean, just your honest opinion as an outsider. Well, my honest opinion is I think he's a great quarterback. Actually, I'm I'm not sure he deserved to be benched exactly at Oklahoma. Uh, I know things happen, and that's the way it goes sometimes. Um, but. I think my overall opinion is probably maybe what your coach is trying to do, like Sam Pittman is trying to do. It's not just about one person. It's about the whole thing, which Alabama and Georgia do very, very well. And I think these teams are doing that. And sometimes we forget that it takes time for the whole thing to come together. Does that make sense? It does, Corey. 
It certainly does. Hey, Corey, I got a question for you. Um, Just your overall thoughts of where South Carolina was, because if you're an Arkansas fan, you're an SEC fan, you like like watching ball. From where they were um, a couple years ago to where they are now, I thought that you know, from my point of view, I thought Arkansas out physical them early, but then South Carolina bowed up and kind of brought it to them a little bit there too. What were your, what were your thoughts on the physicality of the way they played? Well, I think that's true. I think South Carolina is going to be pretty strong. First of all, we all know the SEC in the trenches, your offensive line and defensive line. Well, just to be honest, they have to be big and fast. And I think, Sometimes we forget about the development and education of getting those people. And I think that your coach and and my coach are doing the same thing. And neither one of our teams has the depth that an Alabama or Georgia have. So I I don't think South Carolina is weak in any any stretch. Are they going to get better? Yes. Um, will more recruiting help? Yes, it will help Arkansas as well. But mm-hmm. um, that's just the way it's going to be in the SEC, and we all know that. Yeah, that's right. Gore, we appreciate you calling in. Intern Joe, good job, buddy. Um, Joe, I, I know I popped up something about some of those injuries. I don't know if you can confirm that from uh, – if you can take a look to uh, see what, if anything's been said by Beamer in the postgame show. So I don't – I think the post game has started yet, um, but it's still kind of waiting. I, I would assume he's going to be in the locker room for, for quite a bit, um, especially after that one. But, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on that. All right, we appreciate it. Uh, Beamer – actually, Be- well, Beamer is. Beamer has. This is, uh, this is a court. I'm going to take that call, Joe. I'm going to take that call, and then I'll hop you back in, buddy. Um, so this is from uh, David Kloniger of the Post and Courier. This is from Shane Beamer about 35 minutes ago. Uh, Mo Cobb and Jordan Strawn will be examined in Columbia. It doesn't look good. Ugh. Not what you want to hear. Um, hate to be the bearer of bad news. Um, but, again, if you're just joining us on the GC Live postgame show, Perry Orth, former Gamecock quarterback with us, intern Joe in the background taking the calls if you want to call into the program. But um, – According to Shane Beamer, this is from his press conference about 35, 36 minutes ago, Mo Cobb and Jordan Strawn will be examined in Columbia. This is a tweet from David Kloniger from that post-conference, from that press conference, excuse me, post-game. Uh, quote, it doesn't look good. Cam Smith, though, Beamer says he should be fine, upper body injury. So, um, look, yeah, I, I said it going into the season that Jordan Strawn, a guy that two seasons ago led the country in sacks was a guy that I felt like could be a huge, huge impact player for the Gamecocks this year. So um, hopefully he's all right. Hopefully Mo, Mo Cobb is all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I do want to talk about the defense in a little bit, Perry. I don't know if our caller, Casper, who's on the line with us as we put him in. I don't know what Casper is going to specifically ask, but we'll get to defense in a little bit. Casper, you're on with us, bud. Hey, man, thanks for uh, taking my call. I just want to say, man, I, you know, the, all the doom and gloom right now on the Gamecocks is unnecessary because when we were at two years ago in the bush camp, we wouldn't even never probably even scored against uh, Arkansas today. I mean, I think we just need to stop, you know, putting down the Gamecocks. I think they did great. Um, yeah, there's room for improvement. But, man, I'm going to tell you what, I love the fight that they had. They did not give up. Gamecocks two or three years ago, we would have gave up on the bush camp. 
Demons got these people excited. We got recruits coming in. And I'm just excited to be a Gamecock fan. Go Cops. Casper, we appreciate it. Thanks again, Joe. I'm going to echo that. We talked about that. Terry, yeah. we were talking about it at the end of the game. You were, you were you texted me and you said, like, you just like the fight that this team was showing at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just a, a testament to the culture is that it doesn't matter what's on the scoreboard is that we have to play through that last whistle. You know, it, it's tough because, you know, Arkansas is a really, really good team. Um but we did. We played hard. I think the in, inside of the walls, I've been south, part of South Carolina football now. I guess 2012, I knew I was coming here. So it's now been a decade. We, we hit the panic button as a fan base. And we, I will tell you, you need not to, not with this group, not with the coaches that Coach Beamer has aligned himself with. Let this team develop. Let them grow, right? Going on the road to Arkansas and then coming back to play the number one team in the country the week after. I know it's playing the SEC, blah, blah, but you got to let let it develop. Let this team develop. Like I said, we go out to Kentucky in a month and we see these same issues that we're talking about now. Then, then we have the right to be disgruntled as a fan base, but I don't expect that because there was imp- – vast improvement offensively from last Saturday to today. Um, you know, un- unfortunately we just had a s- struggle stopping their run. They do a lot of really cool things in the run game, especially with their QB. And it puts a lot of stress on a defense. And I think that's where we came up short more so than offensively. And I know that uh, everybody wants to, to point to the OC and the quarterback and blame them, but they didn't give up 44 points. Nope. Right. Um, you know, the, the turnover that Marshawn Lloyd had was the only real possession that we was not ultra um, that where our offense didn't help the defense where we kind of hurt them. Besides that, I mean, we just we got to We got to stop the run better. Um, you know, if we we limit their yards, what was their total yards per carry was over five. <laughs> Right. If we limit that to three, where is the game at? If we get off the field and some of those third downs, where's the game at? Do they have 44 points? I don't think so. You know, and and Perry, we're going to go to the phone lines. Uh, Joe is with Joe. Joe, you're on the GC live post game show. What's up guys? How are y'all? Good. How are we doing? Appreciate you being patient. It's all good, man. Um, I was talking regarding, um, I've, I was listening to the um, game at work, and um, so I wasn't able to watch it. Was there any, or offensively, because I know we struggled a lot, a little bit against, um, who was it? Georgia yeah, State. Last, last Saturday. I'm blanking right now. You're good. Um, was there any positive? Was there any, like, more progression from last Saturday to this Saturday? Absolutely. Enormous oh, progression. I'll let, I'll, let Perry, I'll, let, I'll let Perry I'll let Perry take that. Yeah, Perry. thanks for calling in. No, I mean, it, it, you know, run game, unfortunately, no. Pass game, incredible improvement. Um, the pass protection was significantly better against a better defensive front. Um, the pass game was much better. I think Spencer finished with 375 yards passing. Um, the dude can chunk it around the field. He saw the field well, had, a, unfortunately, a costly interception in the red zone. Um, but overall we did, we've got, we've gotten better, um, from 
last week to now. And I, I think that we have to keep that the theme of, of uh, where we are as a fan base. But more importantly, that's where I would love to see our guys keep their attention is that we are um, – this is a, pro, a progressive type of season. Let's get better each and every week so that when we do flip that switch to play Kentucky, we'll be three and at least three and two. We flipped that switch to be Kentucky. Now we have progressively gotten better every day in practice, have had five games to get ready. So when we roll out, play Kentucky and Lexington, we can get out of there with, uh, with a W because, um, you know, that that's going to be another pivotal game kind of like today that if you go out there and you win and make it four and two, then I'm, I don't know who we have exactly after that, but I think it's A&M and then Missouri and Bandy, you know, you go out there and, and, and now you got two to three, very, very winnable games. Vanderbilt does not look very good. Missouri got waxed today. Um, <laughs> Wait, now you're looking at look at this. This is from behind. We're, we're behind in some of the comment section. We're not beating Kentucky, A and M, Clemson, Florida, Tennessee. Where do you get seven to nine wins? I didn't say nine. I said seven to eight. But um, <laughs> well, look. yeah. I mean, Kentucky's a win. I mean, that's but, a winnable like, game. But, but, but Tennessee, here, I got the TV on over here. Pitt but, is but Perry, but Perry, Perry, look. There, there's some people – I'm not saying this about everyone. Everyone gets so afraid when you say there's some people. I'm not saying this about everyone. I think some people – and look, we don't all have to agree. It's like, you know, you like Pepsi, you like Coke. Some like pepperoni pizza, some like chip. We don't have to agree on everything, okay? I, I do feel like with this team, they're going to get better. They are. And I do want to talk about the defense because that was one of the things that wasn't good today. But we have another call coming in, and we're going to go to to Joe in the back in just a second. Um, I, I, I do feel like the Kentucky game, even a and I mean, some of these games – just give it time. It's only two weeks. It's only two weeks. If this is – look, if they play this way against Charlotte, if they play this way against South Carolina State, who, by the way, is not the same South Carolina State team they were a year ago, very disciplined team, though, with Buddy Pugh. I love Buddy Pugh. Um, then we could talk. It's yeah. only week two. It's – I mean, like, they, they finally hasn't – like, you know, the offense took steps this week. Offense was – I'm not saying the offense was perfect by any means. There's a lot of drop passes out there. I thought they were sleepwalking a little bit to start the game. But that's not what lost you the game today. You have 44 points, man. You're not You're not going to be able to beat teams in the SEC giving up 44 points. This isn't the Big 12. This isn't the Big 12. South Carolina is not a team that you can bank on to be able to score 40, 50 points. It's just not going to happen. We're going to go to intern Joe in the back. Intern Joe's got Patrick on the line. Patrick, you're on the GC Live postgame show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How you doing, Patrick? Um, I'm fine. Uh, really, um, I'm not going to be too hard on the team. I thought they fought well, uh, the defense. I'm not going to be too hard on the defense because um, – that running game is hard to stop, and plus you got the threat of the quarterback running, uh, uh, the quarterback running. Uh, so I'm not really going to be hard on the defense. And like you guys were saying, I did see some progression in the passing game. Like for instance, that that pass to Juice Wells was like a really good. Uh, was really good to see that happen. And Juice Wells has been uh, everything, and he's been advertised to be. Um, honestly, uh, there were some passes that we missed earlier that I think that time, like if we just get the timing right, we can make those passes. So, all in yeah. all, I think there was definitely some progress from 
week one to week two, it's like you're just playing a really good Arkansas team. Yeah. And you thought your butt off. And that's all. Yeah. We we slow their their run game down and it's a different ball game, in my my opinion. And I don't want to blame the defense, but if if we we limit the uh, the the yards per carry, so every third down wasn't third and two and third and one, and it was third and five, and made him throw. It's a different it's a different ball game. Um, again, offensively, I was I was pleased. Uh, you know, we we have to run the football better. Yes, that's there. There's no question about it. But if they're not giving us good run looks, we're not going to run the football right. We threw the ball well today. Threw 375 yards. Juice Wells, like you said, is as good as advertised. We get the ball back a few more times, and it's a, it's a coin flip. Do If we have that interception, or I'm sorry, if we don't have that fumble, uh, that, that was a, a, a game-changing turnover, right? I mean, you, you give the ball right back to them, down 12, to go down and score. And, and you can't, like I said on this call, you have – your margin of, of error is so thin when you're playing these teams, especially like Arkansas, um, that are that are a top legitimate top 15, top potentially top 10 program, especially team this year. Um, you can't make those mistakes, and unfortunately, we did. You, you tie the turnovers with the the, the lack of, of run defense, and it's going to be hard to win in the conference when those two things happen. Yeah. I appreciate it, Patrick. Um, Perry, I do want to get into this defense in a little bit, but uh, Keaton Burke brings up a good point here with Georgia State taking on UNC, kind of just taking a quick look around the league. If you haven't had a chance, a lot of great college football games going on today. Mm -hmm. I know I was was talking to someone. Someone said there's not a lot of good football games. What are you talking about? Pittsburgh right now, they're taking care of uh, Tennessee 17-7. That is in the second quarter. Uh, that's just an SEC matchup. Charlotte, who South Carolina has coming up very soon. They are losing to Maryland in the second quarter, 35-14. Georgia is up 13-0 going in on Samford. They're on the three-yard line uh, in the second quarter. Houston right now losing to Texas Tech at the beginning of the second quarter, 3-0. I do want to find that score, though. I do want to find that score, though, that they were talking about. Yeah, Georgia State. Georgia State. They lose to North Carolina, 35-28. to 28. So, Georgia uh, – North Carolina, excuse me, they begin the year 3-0. and And I'm not saying they're world beaters. I'm not saying they're going to make a run to win the ACC title this year. But it just goes back to, to show, like, hey, look, okay, that was a good week one opponent for South Carolina. Yeah, that was a very good one opponent. That wasn't Eastern Illinois, okay? So, I say that. Let's finally get into it. Let's finally get into the defense, Perry, because, yeah. you know, we're about 50 minutes into the program and we haven't talked about the defense. Um, there were some good moments. I want to start with some of the good moments today on defense. Um, Nick Amanawari, the true freshman from Irmo. Holy cow. Now, played, granted, I played against him last year as a coach at AC Florida. That dude is different. He He's a – uh, day one, day two, NFL draft pick. I mean, six four, rangy. Could you see him? Could you see? Now, granted, injuries happen, and South Carolina knows that better than anyone. Going back to last season with the musical chairs at quarterback, it could be other positions. Of course, some of the news today. If you're just joining us, um, Shane Beamer post game said today that Mo Kaba and as well as Jordan Strawn, that quote, it doesn't look good. They're going to be examined back in Columbia. Cam Smith, though, Beamer says he could be, he should be fine. 
upper body injury. So Perry, did RJ Roderick, he gets hurt. And that's why Nick had to go out there and start at safety today. Injuries happen. But when you saw him at Irmo, could you imagine this being a kid that could come in here right away? I'm not saying necessarily week two at Arkansas, first SEC game of the year, and he's starting. But could you have seen this guy being someone that South Carolina would want to use quickly? Like what what was it about yeah. him? Well, he was range, he was rangy, um, meaning he could run sideline to sideline. Now they had him playing linebacker um, at the time, but um, what impressed me about him was his competitive edge and his physicality is every time he was making a tackle, it was like he was trying to lay the wood, um, which is what we saw today. And actually, unfortunately that came back to bite him one time he got out of position and they did that quarterback sweep into the boundary where they set back up and threw it back across the field to the guy in the end zone. But um, he's going to get better. He's like I said, he's going to be a guy to, to remember his name. He'll be playing on Sundays. I can assure you, but going back to his high school days, you know, you you could just tell that the way his presence on the field, that he was a natural leader and was going to make an impact immediately. And you'll you'll continue to see him progress as an athlete, um, especially being heavily involved in this defense. So um, I'm, I'm excited for him. Um, he's going to be a great player for us, um, but um, I don't think he was the issue today. I want to add intern Joe back in here because he wants to talk some defense. Yeah. Look. The defense today, Joe, I, again, we talk about Nick and Manny Worry, who incredible, incredible performance. He made the most out of his opportunity today. And we, we talked about that on, um, on another platform that I was on earlier today saying, like, hey, you guys know about Lou Gehrig, right? You know, Wally Pip, that was the guy that he replaced when, when Wally Pip got hurt. And Lou Gehrig never gave that spot back at first base. And, of course, the rest is history. So I, I say all that because – I don't know. I don't know if, if if this means Nick will be the starter moving forward. Um, I still think there, you know, there's some people that will write RJ off. I get that, but at the same time, too, there are things that he could still bring to the t- like, like for example, you know, when you look at the defense today with a man worry, and I don't know the exact coverage and everything, but it looked clear with the wheel route that. Um, you know, Nick got a no man's land. That happens when you're young. You're going to make mistakes. It's all right. Like, no one's going to be perfect. Um, he's physical. He wants to hit. He wouldn't be out there if he didn't know what the hell he was doing. But, hey, right. things are going to happen. Okay? That happened. It's a great um, play design, by the way, too, on the oh. one. They, they brought a dragger across and caught his attention, pulled him away, and then wheeled a guy right behind him. I mean, especially the way they called it, too. I mean, they ran, like, legit QB sweep. Quarterback sets up, comes back, and throws back with rotation going the other way. I mean, the play design was phenomenal. Um, something that I, I'm going to try to incorporate <laughs> things that I do myself, to be honest with you. I actually wrote it up um, right after it happened. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the kid can play. The kid's going to be a difference maker. Um, we, Josh we got wants to see Pittman speared into the coolers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy. But Perry, I want to I want to ask Joe though just his thoughts because he wanted to hop on to talk some defense. But what uh, is it about the defense today, Joe? Because I know you're in the press conferences every week. Yeah, so I mean the defense has always talked. I mean communication, um, but today, I mean I think turnovers is what really screwed this defense. Um, the offense would get the ball and then turn it over so quickly. They really don't have that much time to rest, and against a team like Arkansas that's running the ball um, quickly, they're a very up tempo offense. You're gonna have guys tired, and we have guys banged up. And so for a guy like Nick Eamon Warrior to kind of step in there and, you know, 
a tough environment like Arkansas, like, you know, all credit to him. Um, you know, obviously like he got caught in that, that one wheel route, got caught in no man's land, but it's, it's tough for a true freshman to step up in that atmosphere um, and do well. And I mean, I, I thought the defense played moderately well considering, you know, how little um, time they had to rest with this offense. Um, that Arkansas offense just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. So yeah. um, you got, you're going to have a lot of tired guys. You're going to have a lot of banged up guys, which is what we saw today. And I mean, considering what happened and, you know, having Cam Smith, having Jordan Strawn out and having Boogie Huntley out for a big portion of the game, you know, it's, it's a big, big difference maker. And so, I mean, I, I didn't think they played too bad considering the circumstances, but I mean, definitely got to tune some things up with communication and whatnot. Perry, when you look at just from a tackling standpoint, because I know it's something that for years, I mean, granted, I, I've only been here for seven years, but it feels like that's just something that's just been brought up. It feels like every year, other than maybe the Outback Bowl season, uh, the most recent Outback Bowl season. Is it just when you go back and you're watching that film, and I know you're in the offensive room when you're when you're at South Carolina, but is it just as simple as just like, you know, not, I, I watched it today a lot of it just had to do with more so just arm tackling, you know, and I know you're coaching at the high school level. You still coach in the <clears throat> the ball, but when it comes to that, I mean, how, how, how easily can that be corrected and how frustrating can it be just knowing that like that can be something that shouldn't be an issue? Yeah. I think that tackling is like anything in football. There's a mechanic to it. There's a reason uh, there's fundamentals to it and you just have to rep it. I'll tell you though, as I have progressed from, player to coach and you see the game itself evolve um i have seen tackling um get worse and worse not just amongst our team but just football in general i see worse i see you know form tackling kind of being tossed out the window just because teams are not hitting as much as they used to teams are not practicing tackling as much as they used to um but yeah i agree i don't i don't think that we necessarily tackle worse than somebody else. I just think tackling overall has gotten bad. And then the way that you fix it, it's just like the way that you get better as a thrower. You got to work on the fundamentals and what it takes to become a better thrower. You want to be a better tackler. You got to do what you're supposed to do and what you're taught. And if we're not doing that, then maybe we need to rep, rep it more in practice, which I'm sure they are. I, I don't go to practice. So I don't know what happens, but um, I can almost guarantee you that they're repping it. Now, listen, it's hard out there when you're playing really talented quarterbacks and running backs that are great running with the football and the quarterback 6'4", 245 pounds and not afraid of contact and you got to throw your body and everything you got into them just to slow them down. Um, it can be a bear, but um, if, you know, tackling was an issue today, I think that contributed to the yards per carry by the opponent. Um something that we are going to have to improve on if we uh, if we want to slow down some of the rushing games and rushing attacks of teams that we face. Now, I'll tell you, in our defense, that might be the best rush offense that we face all season. Mm -hmm. um, I want to go look at those stats real quick, Perry, just to show everyone kind of what we're talking about today. Because um, sometimes stats will be misleading, but I felt like the stats today, they pretty much told the story. 295 yards rushing. They had 457 yards of total offense. I feel like, and granted, Arkansas, and not taking anything away from Jefferson because he's a dual-threat quarterback, I feel like today we saw more of his feet um, because that's just what was working. You didn't need to really necessarily throw the ball as much. But I think South Carolina has made improvements in the secondary. 
We saw that last week against Georgia State. I mean, for a good portion of the first quarter, even going into the second quarter, Georgia State had no yards passing. Yeah. So I like the rush defense. Joe brought it up, though, with some of the injuries that they were already battling early on with Alex Huntley out. Um, and then you had, you know, Jordan Strong going down, just some of these other guys. We don't know what that means necessarily next week or moving forward. Yeah. But, but, but Joe, rush defense, that's, that's what it comes down to to me with this yeah. defense. Being able to tackle, being physical, just the little things that you can control for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, again, we didn't look great tackling today. And the run defense was, I mean, kind of what we saw last week against Georgia State. We struggled with it. You know, it wasn't great against Georgia State, and it wasn't great against Arkansas. Um, and that's just a matter of filling the gaps and getting in the right spot. And I think, again, when you mix in a lot of those new guys in the mix, you know, that are filling in for some of the hurt guys, I mean, communication is going to be off. These guys aren't used to playing with each other. And sure, they rotate plenty of guys in, in practice, but I mean, I'm sure most of the reps are with the ones. So you get a bunch of different faces in there, you know, communication's naturally going to drop. And so I think, you know, and in, in, in something that's, you know, as pivotal as stopping the run, you got to have great communication and, you know, with the circumstances that were, you know, at hand today, kind of makes sense. Last, last call for phone calls. And then we're going to get Perry's final thoughts. Joey, appreciate you, buddy. Um, look, I'm not here trying to tell you how to feel about a coach, a player, play calling. Um, we all have opinions. Um, I'm not saying – my opinion or Perry's opinion is necessarily right. But then again, I mean, Perry played the position. Perry played the position at South Carolina. You didn't lose today because of the offensive coordinator. You didn't lose today because of the offensive line. You lost today because, number one, the defense couldn't stop the run. The defense couldn't get you stops when they needed to. Money downs, those third downs. And then offense of standpoint, not saying that Spencer Rattler was perfect everywhere. You know, certainly some of those passing yards towards the end um, Arkansas is probably playing a little bit softer defense, but at the end of the day finishes with 376 yards passing. Juice Wells just under 190 yards receiving. But I think the big thing is, you know, you got to be able to catch the ball. Way too many drops today. Way too many drops. Um, I feel like some of that will get cleaned up. I feel like some of that will get cleaned up by next week. I'm not saying that South Carolina is going to go out there and beat Georgia again. If you're just joining us, that's what I said earlier. Um, Shocker, but I, I feel like this offense in comparison to week one, Perry, we saw that progress. I think the question now is where the hell do you go from here? Where do you go yeah. from here? Because it's not like you have a Charlotte. It's not like you have a South Carolina state. Um, and there's a tweet and what I do want to share, and this is the stuff. I don't know exactly what took place. I don't know if intern Joe knows what I'm talking about. You know, this college student tweeted at Marshawn saying, you know, you don't complain on the sideline when you suck on the field. Marshawn responded back, well, dang, I deserve that. Um, <laughs> it's week two, man. I don't understand. It's week two. We got people. Oh, look. <laughs> Especially as I double dip and I'm covering the Patriots now. So I'm, I'm juggling both the pro and the college. It's different in terms of like, you know, how you respond to like, I get that. It's week two. Marshawn did a lot of good today. He had a fumble. We didn't, South Carolina didn't lose today because Marshawn fumbled. I'm not trying to excuse it. Like, so I say all that. Yeah, Marshawn didn't 
didn't miss tackles on defense. And that's really? the other thing too is that football is such a team sport, and I, there are plays in games to change. You know, the turnover di- didn't help; it hurt us. Do I still think that we lose even if he doesn't fumble on that play? Uh, yep. You know, I, I can't say I guarantee us, but I think that we do. It's still a team sport. I still, I'll hang my hat on this: is too many, too many, too many yards per carry on defense. Yep. Um, didn't get off off the field on the money downs, like you said. And here it is: the time of, pos- time of possession um, was 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 terrible. I don't understand. What was he complaining on the sideline? That must have been somebody at the game. I don't know. I'm going to try to take the comment away, but that's what we're referring to. Intern Joe getting the job done behind the scenes, done a great job. Yeah, we don't we don't need to be we don't need to be tweeting at people. We need to be off Twitter during football season. Uh, I know you're. I know. I know you're big with that. Um, I will say yeah, we, this though, Perry. Before before we wrap things up, and we appreciate everyone tuning in today. I mean, shoot, we don't see all the platforms. You know, we have Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I mean, this this thing took off earlier, so um, appreciate it. starting to wind down right now as we final find find you know fine tune things in this final uh, couple minutes here as we hit that hour. Um, what do you what do you want to see next week? Where do you go from here? Yeah, I think that we have to we let's continue what we were doing in the past game, like pushing the ball vertically. Georgia's a cover two team. They carry with the with with verticals, so you can run people deep and uh, bring you know outside receivers underneath them. You can throw your smash concepts and different things like that. Continue to let Rattler do what he does best. We've got to sure up the run game as far as maybe trying some different things and maybe making more of an emphasis of making that more of an integral part of the game. Defensively, we've got to get stops on third downs next week. We've got to pressure the quarterback. Um, I thought we did a decent job of that today, actually. Um, And we, we have to, we have to disrupt Georgia and we have to disrupt whoever we play the opponent's quarterback, you know, KJ Jefferson was way too efficient today through the air 18 of 21. Um, That's, that's, that's too efficient that uh, we can't, we can't allow somebody to be, be that comfortable for us. So, um, and then, yeah, that's that right there. Three of 10, we've got to be better on third down ourselves. So um, I, I, it's not so much a win or a loss or a points per game is, you know, we really, there have been a lot of big games, especially last year that we didn't compete all that well in all the way through the finish. Um, And we did today. I want to see us really, really give Georgia um, a hell of a game. Um, and then, you know, whether we win, lose, or draw, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think that we're going to beat South Carolina State and UNC Charlotte. It's really, in my opinion, it's it's preparation and um, continuing to improve to get ready for the Kentuckys, the Missouris, the A&Ms event. Like, all of those are very, very, very winnable games that are going to be determined based off of one or two plays, and they're going to be determined on the third and shorts and the, the third downs and the turnover battles and We've got to continue uh, on the path of where we're at. We just a few plays here and there. That's what it what it comes down to. I think we got the players though. We got we got better players on the perimeter to to have a really special season in the air and on, on offense. I I think that through first two games, in my opinion, play calling has been um, it did. I don't, I don't want to sit here and say better. I think the play offensive coordinator has been opened up. the The playbook's been a little bit more opened up, and I think. Uh, Coach Satterfield looks like he's a bit more comfortable 
calling passes down the field than maybe um, maybe he was at this time last year. So I expect us to improve. Um, I I know that the the attitude in the building won't change as far as uh, as as what what we're capable of in the season we're capable of having. So um, hopefully they they will get off of social media, rally the troops in the building, get ready to give George all you got. So this is going based off Travis. So take it for what it's worth. Travis, not saying you're a liar, but, you know, I'm just going based off of what you're saying. You know, Marshawn complained. This is, like I'm assuming, what people were saying about on the sideline. I didn't see it. Marshawn complained. We didn't run the ball. Then we ran the ball and scored. Um, but I think, you know, about the, about the stuff they were talking about. Hey, look, bottom line is this. Marshawn is looking good. He had a fumble today. Um, <coughs> I know that he riled up some people last week defending his offensive line. Uh, with that tweet that he had, and you know what? Hey, good for him. Good for him. That's what he wants to do. Good for him, Ben. Um, I thought he backed it up today, though. I think he had a disappointing fumble. But, I mean, when you look at what he was able to do today, Perry, on the field, other than the fumble, I'm not saying the fumble isn't, you know, just something you overlook, but 23 yards rushing, but he had 72 yards receiving, six receptions. Um, Then he also had another touchdown today. So Marshawn's up to three touchdowns. Um, it was good to see Juju out there. I don't know what they're necessarily going to do with Christian Beal Smith. It seems like they're still trying to ease him into things. And uh, you just pray with some of the other guys that they're going to be all right from an injury standpoint. But the bottom line is this, South Carolina. Um, hey, he's hands down our best running back. It's not even close. Marshawn Lloyd? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even not even close. He, the bottom he, line he, is yeah. South Carolina is one and one. They're going to be back in Columbia next week against the number one, number two, depending on how the rankings go. We expect Georgia to be the number one ranked team, at least in my opinion, um, after Bama escaped a win down in Austin, Texas today. And look, doesn't get easier. Doesn't get easier. But at the same time, too, if you're able to show that improvement from week one to week two to week three, especially with the offense, but now you want to see with the defense, too, and you're going to have to wait and see from an injury standpoint what's going to happen. You're going to have to be able to. You're going to be able to take care of it. You're going to have to take care of business on the field and just be able to show it and prove that you can do the little things to be able to make those improvements. But Perry, we appreciate you having on. We appreciate everyone that reached out. We got a phone call coming in. Do we take it, Perry? What do we do? Let's take it and then we'll wrap it up. Joe, intern Joe, let's do it. So Orangeburg, South Carolina. The big city. Maybe his buddy Pew. Intern Joe screening the call, making sure nothing too crazy is back there. That's what we loved, Intern Joe. <laughs> screening the calls. I bet he's taken a few today that have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we love Intern Joe. Intern Joe's Joe. giving me the thumbs up. Intern Joe, oh, you're God. on. We got Greg from Santee. Greg, what's going on, bud? Hey guys, I've been a Carolina fan, lifelong, 62 years old, and today we lost, but I was pleasantly surprised at how the team played, had offensive line played from last week compared to, you know, but they last week, blocked better this week, and um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I mean, I think we're better suited to play Georgia, a team like that. I mean, I know Georgia's highly ranked, but I think we're better suited to play a team like Georgia compared to Arkansas, and um, I'm just hyped up what the future holds for Shane Beamer. There you go. I'm glad we took that call. Some positivity to finish. Absolutely. You know. 
We appreciate that. We appreciate everyone that tuned in today. Uh, if you missed any of this show, you can go back. Be sure to check out the Gamecock Central YouTube channel. That thing is just absolutely blowing up. Be sure to subscribe to that. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. If you got you know your little cousin or whatever, get on their YouTube account. Subscribe to Gamecock Central. Give them the gift that always gives. And uh, you can catch any of these shows. Go back, watch them. If in case you missed any, or you know you're not going to be able to watch it next week. But the other thing too is, guys, we uh, we are also doing GC Live talking Tuesday nights. We recap the the weekend that was, but we also use some of the sound and uh, listen to what Frank Frank Beamer. Holy cow, Mike, you got to go mix in a water. What Shane Beamer and the team had to say. So we will do that on Tuesday night. I got to probably go mix in a water at this point. But uh, Perry, appreciate <laughs> you being here. Intern Joe, great job, buddy. Um, we're gonna do it again next week following the Georgia game. Take care, guys. Have a safe. Have yourself a good weekend. See you, buddy.